With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the new season. The Liver Birds are back. It's been a shorter summer season than we were expecting and it's going to be a longer season with a big World Cup in the middle. So there's going to be loads for us to get our teeth into. Um, I'm delighted to welcome back uh, Amy, Kate and Randy to the first podcast of the new season. So welcome aboard, ladies, and uh, let's get straight and stuck in. So two games, two draws, two points. Not quite the way we thought we might start the season. Um, Randy, let me begin with you. What what have you made of uh, Liverpool over the first two games? Well, <laughs> as I just uh, said to you before we went on now, uh, I just feel that we haven't really get going. Uh, although, when we did the Community Shield thing, I thought, well, here we go. We're really, really looking sharp and good, aren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then something happened, and then it's like we went back to um, to do our pre-season again, because uh, although we have looked like we have the tempo there, we have the energy, we try mm-hmm. to find each other, but it's, it's either too clever, or it's just too many missed uh, opportunities and missed chances. So um, it's very exciting, I must say, because it looks a bit like a new team, you know, with the new people coming in. But also, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the, the Fulham game, it is, it is interesting that you bring up the, the community shield because I it certainly looked like we were right on it to me. Mm. Um, on that, I, I was with you. I, I was just like, this is this is cracking. You know, this is a great way. You know, we've got we're going to start the season next week, and it looks like, you know, we're flying out of the blocks. Um, Amy, Kate, it's always difficult, I think, when you're drawn away at a newly promoted side, and that's your first game of the season, and then you sort of throw in the fact that it gets picked up, and we're you know, we were the twelve thirty uh kickoff, uh so the lunchtime kickoff on the on the Saturday and, and we don't do particularly well with lunchtime kickoffs to be fair. But um mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say I was I was a 
bit. I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from Fulham because I think they played pretty damn well. But I was I was surprised at how sluggish we looked, particularly after the charity shield. What what did you make of it? I felt the same way. I felt, um, you know, the, the charity shield, I was actually kind of nervous. I was thinking, you know, are we ready? But we kind of have to go with it. We played brilliantly. We beat City. I thought, okay, this 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 is a great start. You know, we've already got our first trophy. Um, you know, this is the way to start a season. And I was really hopeful. And then, you know, to be honest, you know, I really didn't expect Fulham to play as well as they did. So credit to them. Like you can't take away that they came out, you know, with something to prove. Um, yeah. And 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 respect to them. You know, we can't. We can't sit here and say, oh, you know, they aren't a good side because they were. But we should have been better. And and what was going on with us, I don't know, you know. I mean, it, it looked like we just, you know, the next game, it kind of just seemed like we weren't, it was, we weren't ready, you know. And it's like, it's been a week, what, what, what's changed? You know, we're playing, on paper at least, a team that's definitely inferior to City. So, mm. um, you know, um, but, you know, there, there was some, some great things to learn from it, but it was a disappointment to have, have that draw because I think, you know, we should have been in a better place to have won that game, but Fulham won. And unfortunately they did, I mean, not won, they drew. Uh, so, so they, they scored and, and I was worried they were going to win. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was glad that that we got the goal and, and, um, and, you know, um, or the goals, I should say, you know, seeing Saul on the board, seeing Nunez score. I mean, it was great. There were some great points, but, um, overall I was kind of disappointed. I mean, it, it kind of felt kind of like a loss just because I expected yeah. more of us, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I get so. that. I, I do get that. And, and the problem is, you know, as we, we've learnt over the last few seasons, it almost feels like you can't you can't afford to drop any points. Um, yes. With, you know, with with City and and you know we'll we'll come on to sort of you know some of the other teams starts, but it felt like it was a it was a not a great performance, although there were some good elements of it, and we you know we got away with a with the point because you know we we were behind twice um if we talk about the crystal palace game um it felt almost like a a reverse to me it felt like we generally played really well yes there were you know a few moments of some sloppy passes and stuff but it felt like we got punished um in more ways than one, to be fair, um, and and actually, we probably should have won that game. I think we came very close to to winning mm-hmm. that. I mean, Randy, let, you know, there was a lot that went on in that Palace game. Why don't we, um, you know, start with the start with the start because I thought we we began the game really well. Um, I thought the tempo was there, the the sharpness was there the passing um we certainly had all the possession the the issue well maybe from my perspective was the fact that 
I, I, it felt to me like we were trying to score the perfect goal. Um, I don't. What, what's your perspective on it? Well, first of all, I must say I'm, I can't really help you out with the whole uh, uh, idea of the whole game because I didn't see it. Oh. Uh, I can talk more about that later. It is the situation in Norway now that swapped the uh, TV distributor. So I can't really see any matches anymore. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to do this without ruining myself. So, but of course, I've seen the highlights and I've listened to everyone else that has seen it. And uh, I think what you said there is completely right. I mean, it's, it's like if the passes are we're looking for the perfect ones all the time and um and we we want to walk our way into you know the goal <laughs> instead of doing what diaz finally did you know let's just shoot but make sure you're in a good position because yeah. I, I i can recognize some of it that happened last year as well but when we had 100 chances and uh, half of them looked like well we were not really uh, waiting out the the real opportunities here so either we missed the pass because we, we are trying to be too clever or we are uh, desperate to walk the ball in instead of just you know looking for the right spot so i was so happy when diaz did that and and i've been looking for that all last season as well because i could see beforehand before he came to us he used to do that and he hasn't really done it for us so and i think we haven't got people doing that a lot the last years, you know, so maybe that's something. And I could see the last, um, I was in uh, Lucy TV looking at the last training before this upcoming match, and they were actually not allowed to shoot from inside uh, uh, at all. So um, they're looking into it. <laughs> but I'm really sorry, I can't help you out with the whole uh, overall uh, look of the game. Well, I, Amy, Kate, did you did you watch the game? Because that would it. I mean, it was a it was a week it was a weekday. Uh, it was a Monday night, yeah. so I suspect the timing meant you would you would have to be at work um, unless you were on holiday. So I would imagine it wasn't ideal for you either, to be honest. I took a long lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Lovely. <laughs> so i i did um get to see the, the game and um uh, a fellow red of mine she did the same thing and we met up together and watched it um funny enough there was a uh a, a gentleman there wasn't a, a bunch of people i mean there was there was probably about 10 of us that ended up meeting up you know they kind of had the same idea but there was a gentleman that um was on holiday from England. He was traveling around and he was a palace supporter. He was actually really nice and didn't, you know, um, mm. but the banter was good. And, and it was funny because he was, he was uh, really pleased with um, two American girls that, you know, were into football and actually could, you know, mm -hmm. talk with him about football. And he kind of goes, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, um, he 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 liked the fact that that he was able to 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 watch the game and and um you know have the banter and stuff and it was fun and um so we really 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 wanted to win and um you know I I guess the one thing that pops in my head about the 
the entire game um, mm. was was Nunez. You know, he was constantly being provoked, and um, he, you know, didn't make a very smart choice. And what looked like I think he headbutted him. Um, and uh, you know, red card, fair enough. And I, I hope he's learned from that. Um, but uh, that that was kind of a disappointment to see. But, you know, I guess when um, in the heat of the moment, he, he didn't make a very good choice. But just seeing all the things that are out there, um, you know, Klopp talking, his apology, I, I think he's learned his lesson. And, and it was a very big lesson because he's out for the next three games. Um, and we could really use him with all the injuries. Um, and he's such a phenomenal player. So hopefully this will never happen again. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know I, Crystal Palace obviously had a game plan. Um, yes. Which you know they 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 worked to perfection for them. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, the the bit that really so it was it was very frustrating. Um, you know that that Nunes reacted. Yes, very um, much. You know, there's part of me that there's part of me that sort of says, well, if you're going to get sent off, make make sure it's worth it. I don't mm-hmm. think it was worth it, and I don't I don't think he actually properly caught the bloke. So I don't advocate violence, but if if you're going to do it, you know, if, you, if you're going to punch somebody, punch them properly, or <laughs> punch them properly, and um, not that we're condoning, um, you know. He, he looked fine afterwards. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really not condoning it, but it, it was, no. you know, it was that stupidness that, yeah. that went on. Um, and like you say, you know, we, we hope that he's, he's learned his lesson. What I was incredibly proud of, though, was how we reacted. Absolutely. Sending and off. Phil yeah. Gordon and Drew, you know, Diaz was... What a beautiful goal, you know. I mean, there's a lot again things to learn to take away from this game um, that were positive. It was it the Diaz's goal was an absolute thing of beauty, um, and you know uh, we we went mad. Um, in, <laughs> oh, and <laughs> That's we, good. We on each other and what <clears> have <throat> you. The, the noise level just like it felt like it went up about five levels after that. <laughs> after that, goal. love that. <laughs> it, was, it was the, but it felt like it really galvanised us as a team, and it also mm. the way they played. It felt like Palace were down to ten men, not us. At points, <laughs> it felt like we almost had twelve players on the pitch because they we just pinned them back and pinned them back and pinned them back. And yes, I know that they had a you know a couple of breakaway chances and stuff. But that, you know, after Nunes got sent off, I, I thought we were magnificent, to be honest. Um, I couldn't have been prouder. It's just a shame, you know, but I particularly think about that Salah chance and what have you, you know, we were just, yeah. just the wrong side of the, you know, we we had so little luck in that game. And and I also, and I know it's only two games in, but but I thought the referee was an absolute fucking joke in that game uh what is the point and you know this this just sort of summed up his performance for me what is the point of booking the crystal palace goalkeeper in the 94th minute when he's been time wasting from the third minute what is the point of that 
It's an absolute yeah. fucking joke. He Paul Tierney is a disgrace. He should never mm. be allowed to ref another one of our games. I've got no issue about the sending off. It was a it was a red card and he should have gone. But I mean, I, I think he was consistently awful for for both teams. Um, and yeah. he was he he just he wasn't giving blatant fouls. He wasn't giving blatant handballs. It just which I think just, we should have got. You know, I mean, it wasn't even a hard decision to take. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like it wasn't. Um, it, it, you know, it wasn't easy to see. And that's the bit that I don't understand is, you know, we, we're not asking him to, to look through bodies or anything else for that matter. It was like in front of him. So, mm. so that's the, that's the bit I was, I'm still raging about into yeah. the game. Um, and, you know, Anderson was, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, condone any of the stuff that happened to him afterwards in terms of, you know, people threatening him on social media. That's absolute bollocks. Um, and that's that's the that's sort of cancer, that's the cancer that's within, you know, Twitter and whatever else, Instagram or, or wherever the messages were appearing. Um, but you know, he he went he went down like somebody had shot him from the roof. And when you looked at it, Nunes <laughs> didn't even touch him. You know, he went. He went to, anyway. It is what it is. But I, like I said, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not arguing with the red card. It was violent conduct, and he should have gone. And he's out for three games, as you say. Um, but it it felt like we didn't we didn't get our just desserts from that game. I suppose is where where yeah. I'm up to after all of that, after all of the effort and the sort of the things that went against us yeah. and some of the self inflicted wounds that we had. We still we were still good enough to have won that game and it's it's I'm frustrated we didn't at the end yeah me too you know I'm just trying to be positive and look at the positive things um yeah and but but you're right you know um one one of the other things that I think we should touch on is how horrible um the Premier League reffing is overall especially compared to you know the other leagues across the world I, I feel like and if you look at, you know, international um, mm. levels, they, they don't get called up, you know, because their it's reputation, it. you know, they're, they're horrible. We're the best. We're supposed to be the best league in the world. Right. Yet we have the worst refs. You know, it's just yep. it's shocking, you know, um, how this is even happening is shocking. Well, I can only hope that with the removal of Mike Riley um, from the PGMOL, um, maybe somebody else will come in who's who's better, and will be will be prepared to be more transparent in terms of um, you know the the referees that they have and the officials that they have. But yeah, the the standard the standing of refereeing is 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 consistently mediocre, uh, rarely better than that, um, and generally yeah. pretty poor, um, right right across the board. Um, and, and I think uh, really... we've even got technology to help us, and, yeah, exactly. and they're, still, they're still fucking it up. So. Yeah. 
Isn't that amazing? I mean, I'm I'm quite surprised because I thought VAR was better maybe the first time around because then they were looking into everything and then they decided, no, no, no. So now it looks like they're only looking into offsides and they let everything else go, even the most blatant handball. You know, so as you said, the ref should have seen it. If the ref doesn't see it, why doesn't VAR see it? Yeah, I, I so yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a shambles, frankly. Absolutely, uh, and it's not just you know, you know, a lot of times some of the the people are like, oh, Liverpool's always getting. It's not just Liverpool that's getting no, this. No, no. This, is, this is across. Not. This is across. I mean, to recognize this is across other teams. I mean, even just the season, some of the the games that um, I've either watched. I've only watched a few of them, obviously, but um, hearing you know. What happened in the Arsenal game? Um, mm-hmm. You know that was horrendous. Like the FA needs to do something. End of story. They they need to get their selves you know checked because this is this is not okay and they're ruining football in my you know my opinion. This is this is ruining the game. It's it's definitely uh, putting a putting a damper on um, putting a damper on things because. Um, I don't understand how, and I know we've talked about this before, but I don't understand how we have implemented VAR so badly in this country. Although, to be fair, the way things are in this country, it's pretty much a standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> else is, um, maybe maybe VAR is just symbolic. <laughs> <laughs> Just how shit it is here at the moment. Um, but, but who knows? Who knows? But but you're right. <laughs> the issue with with the officials in this country is it it's it's been going on for some considerable time, and yes, um, that there, there are no easy answers. But we need we need somebody to to get a grip of it. Um, when we talked, you, we, we mentioned a couple of things in there, so I do I do want to sort of pick up on those. So if we come back to the Darwin's red card, and, mm-hmm. and in effect, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of bring the two together, that and our injury list. So, and and also the which I was probably going to come to in any other business, and we might do anyway. But obviously, with the loss of Sadio Mane uh, to to Bayern Munich. Um, we are, I wouldn't, maybe the word is not light, but we have currently, we have limited options up front. Um, so, you know, he's obviously out for three games. So that's uh, Man United on Monday, then uh, Bournemouth at home, and then mm-hmm. I think it's a Newcastle game. I think those are the three games he misses. Um mm-hmm. So what what are we thinking um, in terms of our uh, upfront options? Bearing in mind, you know, we have no Jota; he's injured. Yeah. Bobby, as I understand it, is back and is in the squad for Monday. Um, you know, we obviously have Mo and Luis. Um, mm-hmm. What what would you what I mean? There are obviously other sort of younger players. Um, what would what would we be looking at in terms of a a front three um, to 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 hopefully unleash on United, assuming the game goes ahead and they don't break into the ground again? Um, 
Randy, let me ask you that first, and then I'll come to you, Amy Kate. Yeah, uh, it's quite exciting, isn't it? I mean, thank God Bobby is back, uh, although he hasn't been looking like he would score tons of goals for this, as this season yet. But at least he is one that is difficult to play against, and he could also. I mean, I see that we've got Diaz and Carvalho on that side. Mm-hmm. That can swap in and out to that side. And then we've got Bobby in the middle, or Mo in the middle, because we also got Elliot on the other side. That could step in for Mo so that he could go in the middle. And then, of course, we've got Cater back. And he could also play like a 10 or a false 9. I mean, we got options. So is that like two, four, six people for three positions? So, and of course, we could look at further down the pecking order list as well. I mean, Kate Gordon, but, but then I go in and look at the list and that says uh, injured. So there you go. Uh, but we, we, we should have enough people and that could swap places and be um, annoying enough for the uh, lovely Man United defence. That is a bit... <laughs> Uh, confused anyway. So I think we should have enough people and I think I'd, I'd really look forward to looking at Cavalio as well as either a number 10 or a false 9 because I'm sure he could do that as well. So uh, the preferred Diaz Bobby Mo, but mm-hmm. with interchanging and then maybe putting Elliot up from midfield because I love for him to start but mm-hmm. then maybe as well swap him even further up the pitch later on in the match, depending on what, what happens. Okay, some, some interesting options, yeah. Amy Kate, what's what's your view on our, our front line for the forthcoming games then? Well, I like what Randy just said. Um, all good options um, for what we have. I mean, it's not ideal, but, you know, we got to deal with what we have, and I think those are great. Um, I, was, I was also thinking pretty much the same thing. I kind of echo what she's saying. Um, you know, obviously Mo, Bobby, and and um, DS to start, but excited to see more of um, Elliot because you know he's he's really starting to come on in his, into his own, and he's um, you know a young up and coming talent that's really showing himself. So mm. uh, I'm excited to see what he can do, um, and if United continues to play how they are, I'm not too worried. You know. Um, I'm not a big fan of Kata. Um, I really, I think it's part of it's, you know, you're wearing the number eight and to me that means everything. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he is not, I don't feel he's, he's really lived up to the hype. Um, he's always injured. I don't show that, you know, but, but I hope he proves me wrong. You know, I hope, I hope if he does play, he proves me wrong and he's finally, you know, showing his worth, but, um, he scored against United last uh, year. Though, he did. Last he did. But, <laughs> but that was scoring. But that was United. That was kind of the only, you know, there, there's very few moments for me that I can recall for you know that he he's really shown how good of a player he is. So, um, and and then there's also talks that he's not happy there. Um, so they want to you know maybe sell him. I don't know. It's not going to be something that's going to happen right away so hopefully he'll be available to play and you know he's going to be needed uh, especially for the next you know few games considering um the situation with with Nunez being out and um 
injury list. So maybe here's a, a time for him to, you know, show his worth and, and you know, I, I don't think, know. Uh, so I think that, um, I, you know, I, I've got, um, I've got, you know, I feel for Cater because no, no player wants to, you know, keep getting injured and not yeah. being available. I mean, uh, you know, players, players want to play football. So yeah. I think that um, it's it's one of those things where, I, you know, I, w- I would love for him to, to, you know, be able to, you know, really get, you know, get that run and be able to really show what he can do. Um the, the issue we've also got, obviously, is we're light in midfield. So I'm actually delighted that he's back because we need to bolster those numbers in midfield. You know, yeah. we, we've we got, you know, no Tiago, no Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, you know, we've, we've sort of run, you know, we've got a 36-year-old in James Milner. Um, you know, Henderson has sort of start. you know, has not been brilliant in terms of how he started the season. Fabinho's looked a bit off the pace. Um so to bring somebody in who can hopefully f- freshen that up. Or, you know, if if he gets pushed a bit further up and like you say, you know, maybe plays at the top of a diamond or or, or you know, plays the, the ten role, whatever you want to say. So I'm delighted to see him back in the squad. You know, Bobby you know, has not looked like Bobby for a little while so i'm really hoping that uh, we start to see flashes of you know the bobby we know and love but it, but again oh, from the numbers perspective it's great to to have him back in the squad but we've really um you know we've i don't know what's happened this this sort of pre-season um is it a hangover from the fact that we were you know played every single game available last season and then you know in effect had you know a truncated uh break before players started coming back and going all over again but you know because uh, we've had a few hamstring issues with with Jota and Oxlade Chamberlain and Thiago um we've obviously Canate's out I don't know what he's out with Matip is out don't know what he's out with um you know, and there's there's a few, you know, Ramsey, Curtis Jones. So, you know, even some yeah. of the, the backup players we we don't have available. So I'm, um, I, I, you know, that's so so. Like I said, to come back to, very pleased that Cater and uh, and and Bobby are back in the squad. So loving that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean. It, has anybody got any any bright ideas? Like you know, I'm genuinely asking the question why we've ended because last season we we had a lot of people available for a lot of time, and now we appear to you know we've got about you know a dozen people on our injury list all of a sudden. Crazy! Mm. It's, it's almost like we're playing a um, you know towards the end of the season or something, and and all these people have just played for so long and they're injured, but it's just it's just the beginning, you know. It's especially when um. You're you're watching the the preseason. You're excited for the season, and then you're like, so and so got injured. So and so got injured, and it was they're just dropping like flies. Yeah, so, that is a bit strange. It is, 
and also because we are monitoring everything now you know they are so high um we are we are so uh, digital and we are so uh, advanced in our medical department apparently (laughs) so does that help or not i mean it looks really strange but didn't we just lose a physio or a doctor or something that gave that went to somebody else and so what is happening really because are we trusting our department are they really good are they stopping people for things they shouldn't be stopped for i don't know uh, like Ramsey came in and suddenly he was injured. He wasn't doing his medical or something. And Jones is always, they always find something with him. So it looks like young young players are, of course, they might be more injury prone. I don't know. But it's strange. And oh. Tiago as well. He, he's monitored every step he takes, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God, it's just, <laughs> it, it's, not a good start for us as far as injuries go and um i don't know and and you know there's lots of call why aren't we buying players but in my opinion if there's not a player available we don't buy players just to buy them we don't waste the money um i don't know who who is available that's worth you know that could could play in our team that's worth the money so uh, i think that you know, we certainly ever since Klopp has come in, you know, it what's what's clear is that we've um you know, we've identified the targets and if it's a you know, if it's a you know, a player that we particularly want, we're prepared to wait for them. You know, there's lots of chatter around the fact that we really want Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Supposedly mm. wants to come to us. But, you know, that's not gonna I can't see that happening. In the next two weeks, that won't happen till next season if it happens at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if we're talking about, you know, if we had everybody fit, right, then we, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation, obviously, because we would say, you know, even with Sadio going, you know, we've got Jota, we've got Diaz, we've got Mo, we've got uh, Salah. Yeah. Mo we've got Salah. Uh, we've got Diaz, we've got Nunes, we've got Mo, we've got Jota. You know, that's a you know, that's a brilliant front line for yeah, for any team. Um but clearly we we've only got two of the four. Um and with Sadio going, you know, he he and Robertson also had a brilliant relationship mm. down the down the left. And that's got to be rebuilt. I mean, I know Diaz came in and did really well um, last season, and I think he and Robbo get on very well as well. Um, but by the same token, uh, you know, we we had Sadio for six years, and losing losing that with players coming in and sort of you know acclimatizing to the Premier League is bound to leave some gaps. And some, you know, some, you know, some loss of something. And I don't, you know, I don't begrudge Sadio going. I, I'm gutted that he's gone, but yeah. he won everything with us, and he gave his all for six seasons. And he was yeah. he was a brilliant player for us. So I, I wish him, I, I do miss him. I wish him well at Bayern Munich, assuming that at, at any point other than should we cross paths and play each other um yeah. so 
want him to do well. It was just, I didn't. Of you, because the, there was so much noise about Mo Salah and his contract. Then all of a sudden, Sadio was gone. It felt like it was. I don't know. I I, I didn't see it coming. Um. So, so maybe that's why I felt a bit kind of taken aback by it. Albeit, like I said, I can't begrudge him his move and want and wanting another challenge. Yeah. Um, so it's it's that it's that sort of thing, you know. Like you say, it feels. I think you said earlier, Randy, but it feels like we are a team somewhat in transition as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of the players we've brought, we've we've got. We're getting a good blend of youth and experience, but I think there's, I think inevitably we're going to have some hiccups along mm. the way as they, as they as they look to sort of blend them together again. Um, so yeah, I think it's I, I because think, if you look at the midfield, yes, I mean Fabinho is fine, but what what if he's injured? Then it is uh, Hendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe even throw uh, the young uh, Bajetic in there. I was really impressed by him in uh, preseason. Mm-hmm. But then it's uh, Thiago, Milner, and Hendo not getting younger, bound yeah. to get injured. Then it's Keita, we've already talked about him. Mm-hmm. Then it's Ox, he should have had his last brilliant season with us before going away. Then what happens? Yeah. Then it's, it's Elliot, Jones, and Carvalho young ones, you know, they wouldn't play all three of them together anyway. So that's our midfield. I really, really think we should have another one coming in there. I'm a bit surprised we haven't. And and lately now it's rumours, isn't it, about this yeah. young guy from um, from Brighton? Uh, what's his name? Moises Caicedo or something? Oh, uh, a South American. Caicedo? No. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm not sure how to say it. Kazedo? Kazedu? <laughs> I'll take all of but, them. But that's the latest rumour. And if it's anything uh, in that, you know, I actually would be happy. I, I haven't seen them a lot. But, I mean, we know that we don't buy plays that we don't want to. No. Um, as you said earlier, I mean, uh, Jude. Hey, Jude is not going to come before next time, if, if possible at all. Yeah, I mean, I do, I, I do think we potentially need to bolster the midfield, but uh, you know, as you say, I don't. Outside of Bellingham, I mean, you know, people throw all kinds of names about. I, I've got no idea about the guy from Brighton at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, Brighton are currently beating West Ham. Um, I don't know who scored the goal, <laughs> uh, but. Um, and Leeds are currently beating Chelsea. If that, if that, yeah. if that if interesting. Uh, Chelsea are two nil down as we currently speak, and it's just uh, mm-hmm. going into half time. So <laughs> there is that. Um, you know, I expect Chelsea to come back in the second half because Leeds are, are, you know, they're, 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 Leeds are Leeds. Leeds are Leeds. <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I I would want us to bolster uh, midfield. I think we do have. Um, uh, I, I think we need a, a another sort of creative midfielder. Um, uh, 
but I would also I would also say if there was somebody who was um you know who who could also add you know play as that um as that sweeper uh that sort of uh, shielding midfielder because mm-hmm. I mean Thiago is a fabulous player but as we say we think he's injury prone um he's a, he's an absolute class player when he's available but I I don't think he's going to be available for a full season so we need a kind of understudy to him we need somebody who can who obviously won't be Thiago because you know you can only be the player you are but to be able to learn from him and maybe maybe that is Bellingham maybe it's somebody else um I think we're fine defensively when all of those players are fit Mm -hmm. Uh, you know We've got Gomez back fully fit now. Um, obviously, Canate and Matip are, are out. I'm not quite sure, uh, you know, how long that will be for. It seems a couple of weeks for Matip and maybe about the same for Canate, but I'm not sure. Um, you know, we, we've got Simicas who, who's, who's backing up Robbo. Um, we've got... Uh, Ramsey, who should be the understudy to Trent as and when he becomes available. So we haven't got an awful lot of cover at right back now. I guess mm. you know, it falls back to Milner or something. Yeah. <laughs> if Trent's out or he needs a rest or something, um, yeah. <laughs> or, or push Gomez out there, which isn't ideal, but of course he can do a job for us. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a couple of weeks we have got we have got some money that we could spend you know we've obviously sold players um and so i don't i don't think it's about the money i i think it's that you know the club has got its targets and they're either not available or they they're not prepared to do business at the price we want to pay is what i think but mm. there we go there we go um, so, we, I think, I think our summary of all of that is we're not convinced we're going to do any business in the last two weeks. No. Of the <laughs> I think we've got what we've got, and if somebody else comes in, it will be a delightful surprise for us. Um, so just, just whilst we we sort of finish off on that, so, um, we've seen you know different uh, activity at different clubs, so. You know, Man City have obviously bought in um, a few. You know, they've let a few go. They've let, you know, Jesus go to Arsenal. He's he's flying at the moment. Zinchenko's gone there as well. He's looking like he's got a sort of new lease of life. Um, They've obviously brought in, uh, what's his name? Is it Martinez? No, not Martinez. What's his name? Uh... Well, they've obviously bought in Haaland, but they bought in somebody else. They've just um, uh, they've just announced him, and I can't remember what his name is. Oh well, never mind. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes, at, um, at Man City. So they're not, you know, they're obviously not weakening their squad. Um, although I was probably uh, slightly surprised. I mean, you know. Pep Guardiola seems to just go through full backs like the rest of us go through, um, you know, changing our underwear. So, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know how how many full backs he's gone through now, um, one way or the other. Um, 
I, I well, I was going to talk about Man United. We'll come on to them, but I don't really consider them a rival at the moment. So let's let's talk about Chelsea, um, who appear to be hoovering up everybody. Yeah. Um, bought in Koulibaly. Um, looks like they're going to get Fafana from Leicester. Um, you know they've uh, they've brought in. Um, Oh God, I've forgotten his name again as well. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Brought, thank you, thank you. Brought in Sterling, and they they haven't you know they haven't finished their finished their business yet. It looks like potentially they might get De Jong as well. So that's mm, it's a significant exactly. amount of activity at oh, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but looking at Twitter right now, they should have yeah. had another keeper as well because he is trying to play the gayer. He just gave away the ball trying to dribble. So there you go. Uh, it doesn't help when you've got the other side of the pitch then if your keeper is giving away things like this. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Keep that going. It's, mending, like, it's, it's not the Belaga, I presume. It's Mendy in goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. If they they want us, you know, a sweeper keeper, there. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Mendy's been pretty good for them, but I, he does have a big error in him. I think. Yeah. Um, he just knows it. Hopefully, it'll be lots of errors when we play him. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this is this is where where we are, and we've got you know, Tottenham and Arsenal currently at the top of the table. Yes. Um. They've been shopping very well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say I'm quite surprised with Arsenal. I mean, you know, they obviously started fully together at the back end of last season. But um, I I didn't necessarily expect them to to have the start that they've had, albeit they haven't haven't played what I'd say a big side yet. Um, but yeah, they they look like they've started really well. Look like the players they've signed have settled in well. Um, Conte looks like he's starting to work his uh, his magic at Spurs. So I think it could be um, an interesting thing. You know, if I, if you had to sort of pick one of the um, you know one of those those sides, so you know. Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, who I I think are, you know, generally the the rivals that we're we're talking about. Who would you think has had the best kind of transfer window thus far? Amy, Kate, who would you who would you pick? Um. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess you know it. I guess I have to say Arsenal, not that I expected it to be, but look where they are. And, and um, you know, they've for the last few years, they've been really trying to find their place again and, and struggling. And, okay, it's, well, now three games in, but for them, um, they're really showing some potential, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> I hate to yeah. say that. I don't want to say I'm scared, but. You know, I mean, we need to get our we need to get our act together. We we do. I still say that what's going to be the most interesting is to find out what happens when they come against um, 
up against a big side in inverted commas but also when they hit a bit of adversity because the issue has always been the mental fragility Mm -hmm. I would say Arsenal in in recent years so I think it's going to be interesting to see what what happens there um who would you pick Randy Uh, I think both uh, Arsenal and Tottenham have done some really good business and uh, I'm also a bit surprised that everything has clicked so wonderfully for Arsenal straight away but I think if you look at Jesus now uh, compared to when he was in City it's like somebody took his leech off you know he he can Mm -hmm. freely move he can do whatever he wants to do and I think that team really suits him. So I think they're going to be very difficult to beat. Um, they, they're going to score lots of goals and then it depends how they are in defence. Let's meet them before we say anything about that because as you said, they haven't really meet, met some difficult opponents. But uh, Tottenham as well, you can see that in the game against uh, Chelsea that mm. I think they're going to be a very strong team and difficult to handle. And uh, so I I would guess that both of them would end above Chelsea this time around, depending on what happens there, of course, before the window closes. Because he could, it's not like you just need to change a lot and then everything is going to be fine. Usually it's the opposite way around, isn't it? Too many changes, too much mess. But Yeah, well, it looks like, you know, obviously Lukaku's... Um gone back on loan, hasn't he, to Inter or somewhere. Um, it looks yeah. like Werner's on his way out. Um, it, you know, there's, 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 a, there's an awful lot of moving parts going on at Chelsea at the moment. So I think, I think it will be interesting to sort of see what, what happens um, over the coming next couple of weeks. Um, so... We we sort of talk about arrivals and and to be fair, you know, there's a couple of other teams that have had you know very good starts, Brentford and Brighton. I don't expect them to be up there at the end of the season, but you know, fair play to them for the for the starts they've had and Fulham as well. So yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's interesting to see some of those teams. Now, conversely, if you look down at the bottom of the table, um. We have we have uh, we have a couple of interesting teams down there. Um, <laughs> Everton being one, um, <laughs> Fulham. Uh, sorry, Fulham. Leicester being another, and obviously Man United. Um, so just before we come on to Man United, um, I have to say I I'm not surprised to see Leicester down there. If I look at how they finished last season. They were definitely on on a, a, you know on a downward trajectory, and I said to somebody, and I'm tr- desperate trying to remember who it was, that I I was surprised I would be surprised if Brendan Rodgers was still going to be there at the yes. end of October. Yeah, I said um, the same because, thing because he's starting all of this. You know, I can only work the players I've got. And we haven't brought anybody in, and this that you know. He must have known this when they said they were going to invest in the, um, you know, the training ground or whatever else it was says, or they're doing something to the stadium, that there was going to be limited funds. So this mm. is this is the thing with him. The excuses are already start 
thing. I don't think the players are that enamoured with him. Um, and I, like I said, I would be the slightest bit surprised if he's if he's gone um, before the you know before we get to October. Hmm. Any 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 counter views to that? <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'm, I completely agree with you because he 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 has uh, hasn't got the grip uh, anymore. It sounds like, and people want to go away. It's a lot of people that want to go to to Champions League teams, and they are quite uh, good. Some of the players, I mean, but it's just not clicking at a team, and it must be something to do with him as well, I guess. Uh, so I would reckon that, I mean, there's always, uh, already people are talking about his three uh, possibilities going in a week or two, and that would be, uh, of course, uh, Frank Lampard and uh, Brenda and Gerard. But hey, hey, I'm sure they'll turn it around and get that really uh, diverse team uh, playing as a team for, for Stephen. But... It's, it doesn't look good, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I mean, I could I see Gerard getting sacked? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, football is a is a brutal game. Mm. I think they've been slightly unlucky in at least one of the games. Again, we come back to the decision-making and, you know, referees, mm. one thing and another. But, you know, it's a results business. So mm. if he's, if he's not getting the results and they're not, where they think they're going to be at the table, yeah, I could, I could see them sacking him. Um, I don't think the fans are, you know, that Villa fans can be somewhat fickle, so we <laughs> will see. Um, Everton, well, you know, I, I think they're they're where they deserve to be, frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they're losing players as well. Yes, they are, and. Frank Lampard, in, you know, in my humble view, isn't very good. Um, I think he's been over-promoted as a manager and been given opportunities that he would never have been given if he didn't have his reputation as a player. Mm. Um, but, you know, time time will tell. Um, but So let's, because it's our next game, and, and obviously, you know, by the time this comes out, you know, and and people listen to it. We will have played Man United, so we we don't know what's going to happen. We're obviously, you know, hoping for the best and hoping we turn up and and give them a good slacking. Um, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But um, from the point of view of a club, uh, I even with the signing of Ten Hag, I don't see them as in any less of a mess at the moment. Um, two games, two defeats, bottom of the table. Um, the other thing about it is is this sort of randomness of of players that they're signing. The latest one being Casemiro um, from Real Madrid. Now, not saying he's he's not a good player. Um, he obviously is, and you know, if I go back to the Champions League final, I think he really grew into the game. Was probably one of the best players for Real Madrid um, in Paris. The the question in my mind is. Again, it seems like random. Mm. They, you know, they they were, you know, they were talking about this player. They were talking about that player. Um, I think they were talking about Rabio. Then they were talking about somebody else. They wanted De Jong, and then and now it, suddenly it's Casemiro. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I mean, obviously he won't be signed in time for to, for us 
to play against us anyway. Um, but I, I just, I, I have to say I'm enjoying watching the soap opera that is go, going on there. But I, I honestly don't know what their, what their plan is. Um, so let's focus, let's focus on, on the game. Uh, I, I know what we all want, what we all hope will happen. Um, Amy, Kate, what do you think will happen on Monday night? You know, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want to <laughs> jinx it. Don't want to be a hostage to fortune. <laughs> Put lots of ifs and buts and babies around it then. <laughs> um, you know, it's a big profile game. And um, a lot of times, uh, you know, we're, we show up for those kind of things. And, you know, I'm just going to be optimistic. I would love to see another five five nil four nil but i i i'm not you know i i think we're gonna win and then i think but i i I think that it's not gonna be easy but i i have i have faith that we're gonna take all three points randy yes uh we have to be optimistic uh although i do think that for man you they are desperate at the moment they really need a win or a draw and they need to change the mood and they have they still have the uh, memory of playing us in preseason and beating us 4-0 so maybe that's something that kicks into them their heads when they go out on the pitch but we also desperately need this and we need uh, confidence so hopefully we manage to start well and just uh, overrun them and uh, get a goal or two and then we can try to play the game we want to play because they will, I mean, their tactic really played into the hands of their opponents in the last two matches they played. So they haven't yet come up to speed in the new system. But as Klopp said in the the press uh, conference, maybe that is all out the window now. So now they're probably going to do something else. So we can't predict what they are going to do. So we just have to uh, try to be in the game and follow mm. what's going to happen and um because they might change everything again but are they ready for that change themselves i don't know uh of course it depends what players are ready for them as well but i, I don't think Eriksen in midfield is going to help them uh against a team like us of course depends who starts for us but i think we got more tempo and uh, um yeah tempo and will in the midfield if we all at it. So it's very um, interesting. Uh, I'm rather scared. At the same time, I can't wait to actually see a match. I'm going to watch it in the pub with my mates. So let's hope we're going to have uh, two more goals and uh, maybe they'll get a scramble. So 2-1 to us. Okay. Um, I the, the bit that I I feel good about, I suppose, is you know, whilst we haven't got the results that we wanted out of the first two games, um, our kind of mental resilience and will to win and to get something out of them, I think will stand us in really good stead against United. Mm. And I think we're mentally stronger than them. So I I, I take those as mm. positives. Um it's always it's always a horrible feeling waiting to play Man United because 
you never you never can tell um the fact that we're in the ascendancy doesn't necessarily mean that that will translate into a result for us but i am hopeful because they're they're that bad at the moment i think if we get you know if we play the way we play particularly in the second half against crystal palace i believe we're better than them and we should we should be able to get a result against them um mm. so fingers crossed <laughs> um we'll, we'll, yes yeah fingers crossed toes crossed, eyes crossed everything <laughs> um, <laughs> so um so we're coming to the end of this first pod ladies so we move on to any other business uh randy let's start with you uh do you want to tell us about norwegian broadcasting or whatever the hell's going on over there <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd just let you know that uh, before it was really easy for me because we had um, deals with companies that, so we already had our TV deal with the company that showed it. And then when they changed that one, uh, Norwegian TV2 took over uh, some years ago and then my daughter started to work there. So I had easy access there as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now they changed again. And of course, it's like at the moment, I haven't got all the money in the world. So I need to be careful what to sign up for and I don't need tele for anything else. So that will be uh, something that would cost me like £65 uh, a month just to see football. And right now I don't know wow. if I can afford it. So uh, I'm going out to see matches as uh, most as I can. And of course I'll be on one, uh, one of those dodgy streams if i can get one <laughs> but it's never nice is it it's not nice at all no so it's very irritating how how much money is in football you know and how much money you have to pay just to be a supporter oh yeah it, it is it is a bit crap. i guess it's the same over in england as well well it, oh here too <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean it, it is i don't have um i don't have sky tv um i but so i don't know how much their sports package is there's a there's a thing called now tv where you can like pay for certain games if mm. you want to watch certain games or you could sign up to them monthly um and just get the sport um which is which the, probably works out cheaper than the sky package but uh, so so I have been doing that, but I, I potentially will have to stop that, you know, because, uh, you know, not unlike every other, you know, the cost of living, yeah. everything is, is going up. I'm lucky in so far as I don't pay for BT Sport because I've worked for the company. So it's like an employee perk. Mm, that's good. Um, so I, I get that. But obviously they only have certain games. Um and then, uh, you know, I'm like you, I listen to the radio over here because we have five live and they have most Premier League games. They've got about 150 games a year that they do the radio commentary for. And then um, I watch Match of the Day. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a combination of things that, that I do. Um, and, uh, but like I say, you know, a bit like you, I'm sort of reviewing all of that stuff at the moment and going okay what's the most cost effective way mm-hmm. for me 
to continue to watch football and sport more generally. Um, so I I completely understand Randy, and I you know I I wish you luck in terms of you know what you get to see and stuff. So as we go through the season, we'll check in terms of what games you're getting to see. So yeah. you can uh, so you can sort of share your your views with us. Um, but yeah, it's tough out there at the moment. Um, so Amy, Kate, any other business for you? Couple things. Um, first of all, I just wanted to do a shout out to um, Liverpool women. Um, they're doing uh-huh. quite well in their preseason. They just finished a game. Um, and they played uh, West Ham and beat them five nil. So fantastic! Well done for the ladies. And they've, you know, that they're. I was worried, you know, um, would where would they be? You know, they did so well last season coming and and you know coming back up. And uh, Matt Beard has really um, changed things there. Um, but they're such strong, strong teams in um, the USL. Uh, sorry, um, WSL. So. I was kind of like, okay, you know, we've got to be, we got to be on our game and look at them now. I mean, they're really, they fought a bunch of players, um, great players. So I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. And, and, you know, I want to see us, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, if not this season, next season, you know, holding up that trophy in the end. But, uh, so, so, so yeah, so I'm really excited for the women and give a shout out to them. The other thing I want to bring up, is just um, mention again her game two and her game two USA. Um, they're really um, flourishing right now and and getting out there and there's so much support and um, you know uh, check that out support the women um, help them get their voice out there. Um, one of the things that they've been doing in a lot of different um, clubs is um, making it available that in the um in the in the bathrooms that there's um women's products for them sanitary napkins and whatnot um and and a lot of clubs throughout england have been um supporting this and um you know on a sad note you know the the abuse that's happening that's been happening but they have a place to report it now and so now things can be done because they're putting these in place thanks to her game too. So um, that's pretty, it's a great thing. And um, I'm really excited. I'm one of the co-founders of her game Two USA and we are Mm -hmm. following in the footsteps and and, um, of her game Two, working with them. And um, you know, it's, it's great to see now it's, it's here in the U S and hopefully going global. And um, her game Two also has, uh, it's not just football. They've, they've started it with, um, cricket and they just got their first women's rugby team in in the UK so a shout out to all the all the women that are supporting this and um, putting a lot of work their own time as a volunteer um, yeah absolutely you know so I've have, I have been following them on on social media and um, uh, Salon Andy Hickman um, who uh, uh, couple of years ago she she was a guest on one of our podcasts and it's amazing to sort of see all of the stuff that she's been involved in um since then particularly around um her game too so 
a big shout out to her for all of the work she's done and and her sort of compatriots um in terms of driving that forward so yeah we will we will keep a weather eye on that um and more power to them clearly there's a massive opportunity in in the uk or england but um you know on the back of um the you know the england women winning the euros to really capitalize on that and and drive that forward and look at um you know, look at making football for for girl, young girls and whatever much more accessible, um, bring that into schools, um, as well as all of the other things. And, it, and I know it's not just football, but but from a football perspective, um, they need to harness that. They can't let that opportunity go. Um, right. Where there were so many people just talking about the football because the quality of the football in the Euros was so good. And, you know, you've, you've had this thing about, you know, may I go and I don't want to watch women's football. They were really enjoying the football because of the quality of the football. And, yes, the yeah. women's game is, um, you know, it's different. It's slower. It's slower. And, it's and different. Slower. Um, but the and I I was having a conversation with my friends and I said I was saying and I probably wasn't articulating it very well. But I was saying what was really brilliant was you know there were you know people going to the pub to watch the games loads of you know you go into pubs there's loads of blokes they're watching the women's euros mm-hmm. and i said they weren't talking about um you know they weren't you know they weren't sort of being patronizing about it. they were talking about the, they were talking about the players and i said they were just talking about it because it was football and i said i don't you know it's not and it wasn't it was women's football it was football which I also think is important. Not that I want women's football to lose its uniqueness, but but actually, it, it you know people's going oh yeah you know women's football you know they're they're you know they're slower and smaller and it's a bit crap and it's not this and the women's game has come on in leaps and bounds. So the fact Absolutely. that you know that there were men just going in there because they wanted to watch the football. And that, do you know what I mean? That's that's the point I was trying. They weren't making a distinction, even though. I don't want that distinction to be lost. Um, and that was, I think, a really important watershed for the women's game. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we should we should see what, what happens with it. Um, and the bit that I, I found really interesting is, you know, I remember years ago, and I'm sure we all had it about when we sort of said, oh, you know, we like football, we wanted to watch football. Um, you know, we followed football. It was just, you know, you used to get these sort of comments about, oh, you just like the bloke's legs, don't you? You want to mm. look at blokes in tight shorts. You know, I'm sure there's not a single woman who went into a pub going, oh, you just want to watch them because of, because they've got tits, don't you? <laughs> and it's, the, it's the double standard in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that's, that's the thing is, we wouldn't dream of doing that in reverse, and yet we were supposed to take that kind of shit. So right. I, I so I'm really pleased that probably yeah. the vast majority of men were watching it because they wanted to watch football. There's probably a few pervs in there. There are everywhere. Of course, but, there always is. Um, <laughs> there but, are some great adverts as well. Um, Harry Redknapp did one um, about the twelfth woman, um, mm-hmm. and I forgot the other one. But what I found really interesting was Trent Robbo. Hendo, and I forgot who the other two it was a hammers player, and I forgot what the other one was. There was five guys, and it was it was um you know supporting the women, 
and um, also seeing that um, Hender came into practice wearing um, William's shirt. William's you know. shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, to, to see support that way was, was amazing. And I love that. And then one other tangent, um, Casey Stoney, who played for Liverpool and England, and, you know, she played for Arsenal. She managed United. I mean, she's out there. She is the um, head coach or manager of um, the San Diego Wave, which is my women's team here. And it's our first inaugural season. And we are um, top of the table and have been pretty much the entire season. And it looks like we're probably going to win it. We only have about three games left. So I'm really excited to to, um, to see how we're doing. And, and, and it's really taking off here with um, women's football again because for – the last, you know, pretty much after 2003, when the women's team, or the women's league folded, WUSA, um, mm. they brought it back, but it just really, even in the United States, which is, you know, one of the top places and has, you know, um, so much, has brought mm. so much to the game, um, you know, it's it's great to see how how domineering it is now and how people are getting behind it and and it's it's showing across the world it's you know england um you know looking at team you know they just won the euros it's amazing and england and and united states are playing in england i think in september or october i can't remember when it is um that'll be fun to see and um you know teams like australia the women's world cups coming up in australia and new zealand so it's it's uh it's not going to stop, hopefully, because there's so much stuff to to um, get behind um, and support, and and um, hopefully it'll continue, you know, to to recognize um, football for all. Absolutely, well said, Amy Kate. And on that very cheery and uplifting note, we are going to call it quits for the first pod of the season. So thank you very much, listeners, for uh, keeping with us. We're excited. There's going to be lots of ups and downs this season, I think. But, you know, we, we have to keep the faith. We, we change from doubters to believers. So let's, let's follow Jürgen and let's, let's be like Jürgen because we love Jürgen and we love Liverpool. So enjoy the season um, and cheer on our beautiful mighty reds thanks for listening bye-bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest lfc topics 24 7 Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.